0: DAY 21. THE STORY OF THE BARBER'S SIXTH BROTHER There now remains for me to relate to you the story of my sixth brother, whose name was Shakhabak. Like the rest of us, he inherited one hundred silver drachmas from our father, but, through ill luck, he soon lost it all, and was driven to beg. As he had a smooth tongue and good manners, He really did very well in his new profession. He devoted himself specially to making friends with the servants in big houses to gain access to their masters. One day he was passing a splendid mansion. He entered an inquiry to whom it belonged. Can't you see for yourself that it can belong to nobody but a Burma-seedate? for the days were famed for their liberality and generosity. My brother, hearing this, asked the porters if they would give him alms. They did not refuse, but told him politely to go in and speak to the master himself. Entering the room, he saw an old man, with a long white beard, sitting on a sofa, who received him with such kindness that my brother was emboldened. TO MAKE HIS PETITION. MY LORD, HE SAID, YOU BEHOLD IN ME A POOR MAN WHO ONLY LIVES BY THE HELP OF PERSONS AS RICH AND GENEROUS AS YOU. BEFORE HE COULD PROCEED ANY FURTHER, HE WAS STOPPED BY THE day. IS IT POSSIBLE, HE CRIED, THAT WHILE I AM IN Baghdad, A MAN LIKE YOU SHOULD BE STARVING? That is a state of things that must at once be put an end to. Here, slave, bring water, that we may wash our hands before meat. No slave appeared, but my brother remarked that the day did not fail to rub his hands as if the water had been poured over them. Then he said to my brother, Why don't you wash your hands too? And, Shaka supposing that it was a joke, drew near, and imitated his motion. Then the Burmeseede cried, Set food before us at once, we are very hungry. No food was brought, but the Burmeseede said, Eat, my friend, eat, I entreat. Help yourself as freely as if you were at home. O oh my lord, answered my brother, who beheld neither meat nor bread. Never have I tasted anything so delicious. After that, the Burmeseed declared that they would now proceed to take their wine. He pretended to fill their glasses so often that my brother feigned that the wine had gone into his head, and struck the Burmeseed such a blow on the head that he fell to the ground. When the Burmeseed cried out that he was mad, my brother apologized and protested that it was all the fault of the wine he had drunk. At this, the Bermeside, instead of being angry, began to laugh, and embraced him heartily. "'I have long been seeking,' he exclaimed, "'a man of your description, "'and henceforth my house shall be yours. "'You have had the good grace to fall in with my humour "'and to pretend to eat and to drink when nothing was there. "'Now you shall be rewarded by a really good supper.' Then he clapped his hands, and all the dishes were brought. Shakhabak was treated by the Burmese day as a familiar friend, and dressed in a garment out of his own wardrobe. Twenty years passed by, and my brother was still living with the Burmese day. But, when his generous benefactor died, others of the family even despoiled my brother of those that rightly belonged to him and he became a poor man again. Then, he decided to go to Mecca with a caravan of pilgrims. Unluckily, the caravan was attacked, and the pilgrims were taken prisoners. My brother became the slave of a man who beat him daily, hoping to drive him to offer a ransom. But Shachabak pointed out that his relations were as poor as himself. At length, The master grew tired of tormenting, and sent him on a camel to the top of a high barren mountain, where he left him to take his chance. A passing caravan, on its way to Baghdad, told me where he was to be found, and I hurried to his rescue, and brought him back to the town.